elephants. I choose you, we bought a mic. She opened her legs, let it talk like meow. Welcome to We Bought a Mic, a late night pod. You love to hear it. I'm a little bit sleepy. I might say some borderline offensive things. We are we are about five claws deep at this point. Yeah, five claws deep. It's about eleven. You know, we used back when we were like truly a horrible podcast. We would record pretty late, about five claws deep. Rule the equivalent in non-claw. Five bowls deep. We didn't, yeah, we didn't do... Uh, What's a bowl? Claw didn't exist. Bowls of crack. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love me some bowls You gotta listen crack. to the early episodes. It's a whole different phase. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show. We bought a mic. A pop culture c- podcast. <laughs> uh, 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 a well, fun mix of... Do that, try, try that again. Healthy okay. banter and careful critical analysis. Brought to you by... White Claw. Again. Mm-hmm. I'm Ernest. I am just coming back from my long trip on Mars. Hunter. Mm. Go ahead. Oh, I'm Dane again. Yeah. yeah I'm back. That was me. <laughs> Dane, Dane back again. Dane, Dane back. joining us uh, from our Irishman review. If you haven't listened to that, please listen to that. That, Dane, that was me. Most famously known for the Irishman episode of We Bought a Mic. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. And well, thank you. As always. Drew, hey, yeah, I'm. Hey, how, how you doing? Um, where are those Oreos? Did you leave them over there? Yeah, I think someone like ate them all. Was it you, Dane? I no. didn't fucking. Touch I anything. I ate a lot of. Them. I checked the bag and there were like two cookies left. It, that was all me. I was just sitting nursing that beer. Just don't bring cookies to a podcast. Yeah, I was, I was popping claw and tripping balls <laughs> on some on on those uh, men. So if if you haven't uh checked out our Irishman pod, um Dane is a very special guest. I'm very special. So we're very lucky to have him today and we are talking Watchmen. We're doing a deep dive. Deep dive um, though we did just watch. We it. did. We just watched episode 7. 7. Fresh, it was fresh seven. in our brains. 7 yeah. of 9. And we're doing 7 of an, 9. Are we talking uh some fucking Star Trek here? Sorry, that's just me. Which Sorry, one? I, the uh, next generation. Voyager. Oh, boy. Wow. Oh, man. Yeah, I'd fuck seven and nine. Deep Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. I'd, I'd do it. It's all right. It's oh, I'd all right. fuck everybody on the Voyager crew, but that's oh. just me. Oh, man. Yeah, there's a black Vulcan. Sorry, I'm not trying to. Whoa. <laughs> Is this We Fought a Mic? Is this Dane <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're just, like, explained Star yeah. Trek to us, and we're like, dude, calm Dane, down. <laughs> let's have a segment called Dane's, Dane's Explains. Dane's, yeah. Dane's Explains. <laughs> that's better than what I was going to come up with. Well, Hunter, your most popular take is I wouldn't fuck anyone on Star Trek. Yeah, that is. I'm known for that being my take, that well, I'm like, all yeah. the Star Trek, specifically Voyager, no thank what you. What about Chris sex. Pine? Oh, in a heartbeat. You gotta yeah. fuck Chris he's, Pine. Yeah, he's I one mean, of those people that you just he's have like to. The yeah. 12th, he's like the 12th best Chris. He's probably like the hottest white I'd dude take, I've ever I'd seen in my life. I'd take fat Chris Pratt and Parks and Rec over Chris Pine. No, he goes to a I, weird church. We Chris like, Pine like is low-key. I, I could convert him. But hey, guys, the real question is, which Pokemon would you fuck? Chris Pine. 
The um, best Chris, low jig- key. Jigglypuff. It would feel like a Tanga egg. Wait, this this. I don't want to engage in no. this. No. <laughs> this, this alludes was supposed back, to be a fun transition. This alludes back to our review of Detective Pikachu, okay, where Dane. Drew asked the question, <laughs> which would be the tastiest Pokemon? Which Pokemon would taste the best if you like cooked it up? Okay, really so well. actually, there's uh, there's some nice fairy types. Uh, Slurpuff is just a giant cupcake. Oh, that's well, that's I'd I'd gobble that bitch I, up. I, yeah, I guess that's just it then. But like if Question I had, if, you know, if I'm like trying to saute some shit. If up, you're trying to eat meat, octillery. Okay. Octopus. Hell yeah, really? dude. Okay. Octillery. All right. Some, some psychic squid. Some ro- no, robot. Just, just a squid. Grilled. Just a squid. Oh, oh, there is a psychic squid. I like not, some. Not, not I like some octopus. One. I fuck with that. Don't get me started. You Maybe later. Okay. Miso vinaigrette. All right. I do it. I'm very so, I'm itching to get to Watchmen, so let's just let's come on. Yeah, I'm. I'm let's get oh, to Pokemon first. Okay, we're gonna do that first. Okay, all right, Hunter. fine. Don't rush me. You know what? Now I'm gonna take even longer to talk about it. How many badges? I you got, have buddy? been clamoring to do a game review. I wanted to talk about uh, Luigi's Mansion, which is a fucking beautiful, amazing game. But I won't do that today. It's been Instead, overshadowed. We have a guest on the pod who has also played the same game that I have been deep diving into. I've played the shit out of it. And that is Pokemon Sword and Shield, specifically Pokemon Shield. Hell yeah, So you both did Shield. I actually have them both. Nice. Yeah, Dan's hardcore. He bought the combo pack with the intention of playing both. But I've clocked 150 hours into Shield already. So like, Where are you at, Hunter? uh, I'm at like about 50-ish. I've had to make myself Mm. slow down because... I really love this game, guys. And if you might just look on the interwebs, uh, people will tell you that this game is trash and that Nintendo is trash. Yeah, and it's, and a, that, like, game it's a game. It's a game for is that little. The same one. Yeah, it's a game for little like four-year-old kids, and people are like so upset because they're like, it doesn't have all forty-eight thousand Pokemon in this game, so I hate it. There are forty-eight thousand. I can confirm. Amazing. That. Every every game is for little kids. You could just make that argument <laughs> exactly. about any fucking game. It's Death games. Stranding. I. Bought Death Stranding, Death Stranding for my toddler. Red Dead Redemption. And they love it. Fortnite is for like zero year olds. <laughs> kids are better at Fortnite than adults are. It's that's proof that it's made for I, kids. <laughs> people people are angry at Pokemon for stupid reasons, but I want to say this game is it's great. It looks amazing. I had always dreamed about just being able to play Pokemon like on a television, yeah, and just like it's something that you don't you didn't even play Coliseum, think about. Buddy? No, like I'm talking about a real Pokemon. I know like what you I mean. played like even like Let's Go that came out last year, which is a fun game. It's but a like fun game, that's what it it's, is. It's it's not great, and there's certain things that were brought into the new Pokemon game that are amazing. Like certain things that you wouldn't even realize, like you wouldn't even necessarily think about, like things like walking around in the wild. You just see the Pokemon just walking around. There's no more just. The meandering around in the grass, hoping to find something and not like another goddamn Caterpie. Like you actually, I just... actually have not found a wild Caterpie at all. Oh, I, I only have, Metapods I, I... and Butterfreeze. <laughs> but um, as one does in a Pokemon. Exactly. Game. There's yeah. no caterpillars. None at all. <laughs> yeah, the the climate is not going great. In a that might Pokemon taste okay. Um, oh yeah, dude, Corsola. That bitch it's... is dead. <laughs> It's a great game. I, Dan, do you have anything to... I've clocked... Okay, so, like, I clocked, like, 500-ish hours into Sun and Moon over the over the years, right? So I've got... I'm, like... I'm, I wouldn't say that, like, I'm a competitive Pokemon player, but I would say that I'm, uh, in a sense, a Pokemon master. Oh! <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, Wait, go, the, I'll Dan, go that Dan, far. I, I wouldn't, I I wouldn't say something cocky. I would say something cockier. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question for you, Dan. 
Do you want to be the very best that no one ever was? Yeah. To catch, catch them, them is, is my real test. test. It, stop. No. Is to train them your cause? <laughs> uh, all, right, all right. Real quick. There's 400. How full do you think my Pokedex is out of 400? Probably like 300. Drew? A little over, maybe? I don't know. You play 150 hours. You better be mostly done. I'm mean, going to guess 378. 349. <laughs> Hunter's the closest. So I'm at 392. Wow. So it's just exclusive. So you need a uh, you need Caterpie. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. That's the it's eight Caterpies that I'm missing. That's it. I don't know. Yeah, how works. I I I love the shit out of this game. Uh, it's it's like like Hunter said, the wild area is the fucking greatest. Like a like I'm, Nintendo's really good at improving on themselves. And and I think that's what they like really did yeah. really well. It's like there's a couple missed opportunities. Like I think this game would have been vastly improved by voice acting. Oh, mm. there is none of that. It's still no, text on. No, right. that's how Pokemon is always. And been. so they, so, so it's like that. I can understand like oh there's no there's no voice acting, but like none of the other ones had voice acting. But like I really really would have loved like fire emblem had fucking every voice every line of dialogue was fully voiced and it's like man why can't pokemon do, do that too do the pokemon make noise they do okay. they, you, you'll like walk around the wild area and you'll hear <laughs> be like ah oh, that's a and that's a jubila that's ash <laughs> <laughs> no i i do agree that is a fault of the game but on the bright side versus fire emblem um where Fire Emblem, anytime that you get in a dialogue conversation and the background is just like very still and kind of like slightly out of focus oh, and not very fleshed yeah. in, super great. That's a problem. I love Fire Emblem Three Houses. Like I, I talked about that game uh, a few months ago, whenever it came out, because I was not a Fire Emblem fan, and that game really turned me on to the franchise. You should all be a Fire Emblem fan. It's a, I mean, that. that's a great game, but um. I do think that this world feels very real and very lived in. I wish that it was... That's why I've been trying to take my time at this point is because I'm up to six badges and now I'm just like, fuck. Now I just want to like hang out. Luckily, the Wild Zone is awesome because the cool thing about it is that the climates of it are constantly changing. Like day by day. And they change day by day and they change and even zone. on where in the zone you are. So that you'll go to a place where... It'll be like... Sandstorm. Yeah, it'll be a sandstorm, and then you'll go to a place where there's like a blizzard, and there's a bunch of <laughs> nice. ice-type Pokemons going on. And uh, depending on whether you play it at daytime or nighttime, there's different types of Pokemon based on the day or the night. Um, that stuff is all really cool. I mean, there's like... The story isn't really much of anything, uh, but... You don't play I, Pokemon Yeah, why do you play story. Pokemon for the story anyways? I just think that it's just a blast of an experience. There's so many other... Um, Smaller things that are just newer to the franchise. This isn't necessarily the first version of it, but I haven't really played a lot of Pokemon games since the old uh, Game Boy days, like pre-DS. Ooh, yeah. um, so things like XP sharing. So, like, if you just kill a Pokemon out in the wild or capture one, everybody in your party gets XP. Oh, it a... eliminates so much of the grinding that inherently came with Pokemon, which is one of the complaints that people have. There's like there's a bunch of people that have beef with the XP share, not for the grind issues, but for, for uh, deeper numbers, and I, I don't want to get into that, because that'll, I that'll that, take like 30 minutes Well, I know that there's like there's a bunch oh, please, of other stuff with IVs. Please explain these hidden numbers. There's a bunch of other, like, <laughs> yeah, there is like other things that are 
part of the game that could be a little bit better. But overall, I really love this game. I think that it, this this is definitely one of my favorite games of the year. It's more hits than misses, and it, it's like they, they they did a really great job on improving like. Especially, like, the threshold to, like, have, like, competitive Pokemon is much, much lower. Like, mm. I, I think, like, like 100 hours into, like, Sun and Moon was when I had about the same number of competitive Pokemon that I have now. And now it took me, like, maybe maybe 80 hours to get to where I was at with, like, 100. That's bad. It's probably, like, 60 to sixty to, uh, to 100 hours. And you can play it on the go with the Switch. Oh, you, you can know. do that with the so DS. Nice. Play while oh, driving. Yeah. But it, it, That's right. It is so nice to just be able, like, I'm going to lay in bed, and then you're like, oh, cool, beers. I can go hang out in the living room and just plug this in here and pop in my Pro Controller and do it that way. There's, I just, I really do love this game. Like, it is funny. I think that probably my three favorite games that have come out this year have all been on the Switch. Mm. And great, I haven't played Death Stranding, I haven't played the New Jedi. But I, I want to play that, that so bad. I think that between this um Fire Emblem, I mean I guess Smash came out this year, Smash but it come out this year. I no, this no it didn't. Year? No, that was actually last December. Yeah. Uh, was that December? That I can't remember if that was year. early this year or last year. Either way, that was pretty much a Wii U game, so I don't even consider that a Switch game because it's not a Wii U game. It's the Wii U. same Ultimate? game. Smash Ultimate was Switch. It's it's pretty much a port. It's You're only, an idiot. It's You're pretty wrong. much a port. You're so um, wrong about that. It's pretty much the same game. I'll fight um, you for that. I'm just talking about the animation. So you mean like you'll that. smash? Luigi's I'll Mansion smash is amazing. His ass so hard. <laughs> Wii U is better than Switch. I, that's my take, <laughs> and I'm here for it. Um, all right. Well, that's Pokemon. Check it out. That's, that's our cool that's time. our time for the night. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> quick plug, quick, quick plug before we get to, because uh, I know we're going to go off on Oh, oh who's your favorite new Pokemon? That's what I want to hear. Uh, my Hot Cross Bun. Your Hot Cross Bun? Really? That's wow. my. Uh, that's the name of my starter is Hot Cross Bun. He's a little fire rabbit. Mine's like uh, David Bunham. That's good. Because oh, he's a too. soccer player. <laughs> yeah. I, and he's British. Mm, I, uh, I I like that Oh, yeah. I was thinking about the, naming mine a messy the game messy take place thing. in England? It's, yeah. I mean, it's essentially England, yeah. Yeah, it's it is. The most bizarre No, yeah. The, the actual, the, I didn't even mention that, but the map itself is really cool. Very different from the other Very maps. Very Britain. Have you yeah. caught a Paddington yet? Um, he's just yes. roaming around. Yes, I did catch a Paddington. He did not like it. He goes back in the small ball. I never the take him out. The fuck is a Paddington? Um, <laughs> it's Paddington, Paddington, Paddington bear. bear. The lovable scamp that uh, gives everyone marmalade in England. Yeah. Next question. Very quickly. Which oh. which Pokemon got the best pussy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to answer that. Very quickly. Because I know we're about to move on to Watchmen. So I to make a PSA out there for everybody out there, if you live in some kind of a major shitty or eventually it's going wide, I think next week or in the next two weeks, everybody out there should go see the movie Waves. Mm. New movie by Trey Edward Schultz. I saw it this weekend. Um, it's a masterpiece. It's one of the best movies this year, easily. Um, I think it's better than a movie that we talked about on the other podcast, The Irishman. Wow. Um, I think Hot that take, it buddy. is a just literally, it's, overwhelmed me in the best way possible. I think the the less to say about it, the better. It's mostly, it is about a family based in South Florida, but the performances are amazing. The direction is incredible. The music is propulsive, and it really just carries this weight of the tone. You feel like you are in the shoes of these very emotional, um, like, <laughs> teenage kids who are going through a lot of 
really serious things that are happening in their lives. Um, I think it's amazing. Just to give you a hint of or a little snippet of some of the artists that are in there, we're talking Frank Ocean. We're talking Tyler the Creator. We're talking Tame Impala. Oh, we're talking Animal Collective. In the in the actual movie. In the movie. Wow. And. It's not like just as it's not like something like book smart that just has like a good soundtrack to it. Like the soundtrack really is a character in the story, especially the way that the soundtrack is uh, incorporated into the score of the movie, which is done by Trent Reznor and Atticus, Atticus Ross. I'm sold. Wow. Again. It sold is. Again. It is incredible. Highly, highly, highly recommend mm. it. It is great. It's not getting a super wide release, but it is in our local art house theater. It's going to. Uh, at least it's coming to our Regal, I believe, this oh. weekend. Oh, great. So it should start going a little bit more wide for Waves. other listeners. Worst um, case, you can rent it later. It's an amazing right? movie. Yeah. <laughs> Guys made three very interesting movies between I, this, Kresha, and yeah. uh, It Comes at Night. I need to see Kresha. It Comes at Night. Have you guys seen that? No. It is actually just how we're scared. It's it, paranoia. It, it's fear. <laughs> That's yeah. I haven't seen it. <laughs> you just know that. Yeah, I do. Know I think that. it's to make it sound like you're a film nerd. I think it's on Amazon Prime. I believe it used to be. I mean, it might still be, but I will never forget seeing that movie in the theater because I was like glued to my chair when it ended. I couldn't get up. I was frozen. In I was fear like, or in awe. Uh, in like shock and just. I, I, That's close. Overwhelmed. Good. Yeah, the movie's not like <laughs> I've never been frozen in like a bad feeling. Yeah, like a true. wow, this was so terrible. I no, want to sit the in movie, the theater the while movie, the credits go. The movie racks you to the point of just like almost like an anxiety attack. It's, oh, that's what I so love. Much, there's so much paranoia infused oh, into it. You should watch Cretia because my God, is that also that movie? Between that movie and Waves, are both extremely personal movie. Down to the point that Cretia has literally his own family members in it, and Trey is no in the movie way. itself. That's yeah. fucking. Nuts. It's on a uh, Netflix now. It might. It's got, been jumping around a bunch. I don't know of if it's on Netflix. It is on services. Canopy. If you have a library card, check mm-hmm. it out on Canopy along with all the other twenty four movies. Uh, shout out to. I just had it pulled up here. There's a user on Letterbox that is like a, a, a Letterbox influencer. Oh wow! If you will. Yeah. Once you Bra- get Brad Pitt, is he hot? Is it her? I think it is. I think yeah. It is Brad. It's Pitt? one of those. She's like the number one on Letterbox. Um, no, her name is Lucy. She has wait a woman named Brad Pitt. Brat Pitt. Oh, uh, oh, I was about to say was like Pitt. somebody's like on Letterbox with the actual name Brad Pitt. She That's has little... thirty three thousand <laughs> followers on Letterbox. And That's a big she, number. She gave Waves a one-star review. Holy shit. <laughs> Honey, she, you got to fight her. You got to kick her ass. Let's invite her on the podcast. Her review is absolutely fucking not. <laughs> That's it? That's all the review is, and she has 33,000 followers? 251 likes on that one. Fucking unsubscribe. That's some shit commentary. I mean, maybe no, it just I mean, sucks shit I, and Hunter's totally wrong. I, could I mean, be, that's fair. Well, okay, so I have heard, I've read a lot of like kind of- It's not of, for everyone. I've read a lot of negative and middling reviews because it's very, very tonal and it's very emotional. Overwhelming. And it's, it's, like, it's a movie that sweeps you up in it. And I mean, Waves is the title. And much like a wave, there are peaks and there are valleys, but they totally they coincide with each other in a beautiful way where anytime there's a high in your life, there is going to be a low afterwards. Right. Didn't you and say there was a Kanye song? Struggle. Um, there is I Am a God plays in there and okay. probably the best use of Kanye that I've ever heard in my life. So in that, th- this movie. this user also reviewed La La Land. 
Uh, oh, I bet she oh, fucking loved it, right? It's actually a very funny review. Five stars. Okay. Five out of five. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. And the review is, me, I hate musicals. La La Land. Hello. Me. Ratata jazzy tap 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 skadoo doodle ta rootin tootin be boop shimmy shimmy shoop. When you read it, it's funny. <laughs> I swear. Uh, it took us a minute to process in, that before we <laughs> laughed. <laughs> in her in her defense, uh, she also likes Moonlight a lot, mm-hmm. and she would have voted for Obama so for a third term. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, as a white person, I think we should just kill all white people, even mm-hmm. me, especially me. But I think as a white person, we should try to be blue people. I think oh, as a please. white person, we should is just put on our masks. Is this a sweet transition I'm hearing? You know, it's it's really hard to be a white it's, man in today's it's, society. Isn't it? <laughs> okay, I got to say, though, his Oklahoma accent's pretty fucking spot on. Okay. Right? I, I like that guy. Yeah, I as really do. We brought you in here as just the resident <laughs> Oklahoman <laughs> to give us your take so, on the accents. Watchmen, HBO. Lot to talk about. Seven episodes in with this new episode, we gotta start with just Dane's general. Yeah. Feelings. So tell us about your relationship to the book, the movie, if you want to get into the movie, and then the show. All right. So like I said, I think I said uh, in in the last podcast uh, on the Irishman, I really like shit where just people all die at the end. And mm-hmm. so uh, you know, you can say whatever you want about Zack Snyder's film. I think the 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 IP is just good enough that like it doesn't really matter who's like taking it like under their wing and like adapting it or like trying to like make a Watchmen movie. I'm going to enjoy a Watchmen movie, right? I enjoyed the movie. So so that was my first uh like introduction to Watchmen was the movie. Uh so I watched the extended edition first. I fucking sat through that bit. That was probably the my first like cut. yeah with 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 the Is that longer than the it, Irishman? It, you know it might be. I think it's like 4 hours. That that took uh me and Sergey a fucking like an afternoon to watch. We got it on like LimeWire or some shit I think. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we watched it and No free plugs for LimeWire in here. <laughs> I'm sorry. Or Sergey. <laughs> Don't you even know that? Oh, whatever. He's not Shout pod. Not He's not canon. <laughs> Thank you for knowing who. Okay. En- enemy of the pod. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so so I I've been like in love with like the entire concept of Watchmen and everything that like like uh it, it's like message. I love how it's like it's vague enough that like it could be interpreted anyway. But like there's definitely like a wrong way to interpret it and a right way to interpret it. And so so uh, I I was like stoked as shit when when the the announcement for the the hbo watchman came out do you uh, have any knowledge of damon lindelof i have no knowledge of damon did you watch lost i did not watch lost and i do not intend to watch lost (laughs) however leftovers is 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 on my list of stuff it is fantastic but so so i saw that they were doing this and so i rewatched Zack snyder's film and then i read through the entire comics oh so you've seen the movie recently i've seen the movie recently does it hold up (laughs) oh my god you know it's like so it's like the movie was good right but like the comics like like, the movie's like 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 a 7.4 and the comics are like a 9.6 okay and i don't i don't give out shit above nine like like freely like you have to really really earn that 
and and I like the comics were just incredible. It was there were so many more like side stories in the comics. Yeah, like the lesbian cab driver, the black freighter was like much more like in depth than the comics. Mm. Uh, the color scheme, like that was one thing that Zack Snyder fucked up was <laughs> was the colors. It's like there's like three main colors, and it's like red, blue, and yellow. And it's like yellow's like the comedian, and it's like kind of like like it's like both like good stuff and like like a cynical like like caution um sorry I, yeah too many beers <laughs> uh like blue blue is like like uh like it's manhattan. all it's always associated with manhattan there's no blue unless there's dr manhattan which was something that i really fucking liked is the movie uh, mostly just dark? The movie's really dark. There's not yeah, a, there's a lot whole, of brown, yet black. I remember it being so dark. There's but re- I, the way they make Manhattan look in the movie, I like because he glows. I like the dick. Big old stinky yeah. penis. I like, I like that <laughs> Manhattan dick. Big boy. Which, uh, which Dr. Manhattan lays pipe better? <laughs> you know, I'll have to see this Dr. Manhattan's I mean, dick first. And yeah, then, yeah, and Abdul then... Mateen uh, be laying pipe. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> but... <laughs> Oh, and the last color is red, and that's just danger. That's it. That's it. That's <laughs> it. That's all there is so, to it. Blood. I do want to say because I am not super. I don't love the Zack Snyder movie, but as I've been starting to read the Watchmen comics because I never read them growing up or anything like that, so I'm starting to read them now. And one thing that Snyder did do a great job of is just like, and I think it's something that Snyder has done throughout his filmography well is just taking like one shot. And it looks like it's ripped right straight from the book. comic book. I mean, it's the same thing for BVS. It's the same thing for pretty much all of the movies that he's made. But then he can never really put it into a cohesive what if, movie. What if Zack Snyder just became a photographer? Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is Zack Snyder the greatest photographer of all time? Ever. Yeah, literally but, ever. The, the show has managed to invoke a lot of comic book panel oh, imagery. There's that... that um, the American Hero story show, which I is kind of riffing. I, lo- I love that as a motif, especially because that's kind of like, I mean, in a way, it's like, it's kind of parallel, paralleling like uh, like the whole Black Freighter par- uh, show within line. a show, comic exactly. within a comic. Yeah, and and it is sort of riffing on and, and parroting the Zack Snyder movie a little bit. Oh, they definitely make fun of that in the show, like, openly. Yeah. Like, the first time, like, the, uh, the American Hero story, when it's, uh, what's his name from, like... Oh, he was in 30 Rock. I don't remember his name. He was the Tin Man in 30 Rock. He's been in uh, American Horror Story. But he's the guy who played the, uh, the you know, yeah, give me a name. Come Patrick on. Wilson? Uh, sure, that's a white name. <laughs> yes. He's, forehead? Forehead? Heaven. Yeah, yeah. He's got a forehead. Uh, <laughs> Every white guy got a big forehead. <laughs> I, who, who I, are we kidding? I love him as an actor. I, I'm so fucking pissed that I don't know his name. He's incredible. Tin uh, Man? Who's Tin Man in 30 Rock? <laughs> what are you he, talking he, uh, about? Does Don't he have like me. a cameo in 30 Rock? No, or? he's like an actual recurring character. Pete, Pete Hornberger? No, not Pete Hornberger. Jack Horn- McBrayer? No. Jack Tr- McBrayer's Tracy a Morgan? god. <laughs> are you guys talking about Evan Peters? No. No, no. Is that American older, older white guy. Older white guy. Mayhem from Allstate? He, no, he has a good season on he's Thirty Rock. Yeah, he, he's in so many Thirty Rock. Anyway, seasons. the the thing that I was trying to get at is there's a moment in one of the newer episodes. Uh, I think it, yeah, it's when um, it, uh, Hooded Justice is in the interrogation room. Yeah, and you see him framed on the right, and you see the cops framed on the left. And just the way that shot looks is just straight out of a fucking comic book panel. It's like 
that that that's straight out of a comic book panel but what i was trying to say was like when they do the first uh, uh american hero story and it's like fighting and it's like the slow motion glass yeah. breaking that's a knock at zack snyder and the excessive <laughs> like, violence like the gory exactly. excessive blood and all of it's that. like there was excessive violence in the watchman comics but not to the extent of like zack snyder like what he and did and slowing it down and getting like yeah. real really fetishizing it, it. Yeah, yeah i wouldn't say it's like a bad take i'd just say it's like a take that's like probably not that's the best compliment he's gotten in years (laughs) well i think that's absolutely it's just it's not a bad take it's just it's it's just a take that he made a movie is like high praise i um he made a movie that i didn't hate but i think that also i mean another example of that of them kind of ripping pages straight from the comic book panels was in last week's episode, the black and white episode in the action sequences that we have in there, which are really well choreographed, but there's certain moments that are like almost like stills where somebody would flip somebody over and they would just hold there for like half a second on the frame itself. Like I, and I loved last week's episode. I mean, we raved about, I know Dane, you weren't as high on last week's. I've been like really, really hot on like every other episode of Watchmen. Mm. except the 1930s like that one and then like tim blake nelson's episode was fucking incredible and then the one before that was like which one was before that that was the one i think that introduces lady true Mm. well actually that one was good i think it was like episode two i was like not super so what what about the 1930s one didn't work for you The way that, like, they told the story of Hooded Justice. I thought the cinematography was fucking fantastic, and I thought the setup for why we're in that, like, mode was fantastic. But, like, showing uh, Hooded Justice and Captain Metropolis banging, like, (laughs) I could have used a little bit more, like... Clearly, he loved his wife. That's what I took from the episode, and then, like, the next scene, it's him fucking this, like like silky ass white dude and i'm like well like how did we get here you know it, well, it, is, it, it is pretty it is very fast yeah. like it, it's like wow that was quick yeah i could have used like, now they're banging but it's 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 a it's a memory trip it's it, a memory drug trip it just felt a little clunky to me i mean like writing wise i think i think the overarching plot and explanation for what was going on in the episode was totally fine i think the cinematography was fantastic and I think the writing for the episode was just yeah. What about the um, the Tim Blake Nelson episode? I loved the shit out of that, and I think I told Hunter earlier at the bar. The only thing I didn't like about that was it was like when somebody would say something like, "Oh, like your hat," and then it would like show a flash yeah. to the hat, and it's like, "Yeah, we fucking get it." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, we it's... we talked about that very same thing uh, a couple pods ago because. The show, and even in tonight's episode, there's a lot of that, of just I, really, mm-hmm. with the editing, like, hammering down I, the point. I liked it a lot better in this episode, because it, it, felt, it felt much faster, and it felt much more like she was still fighting off the, uh, like the, the effects, memories. Yeah. Rather than, like, in the Tim Blake Nelson episode, it didn't feel like, there was no reason for him to be thinking it about just, that memory. It was mm-hmm. spoon-feeding the audience. Exactly. But I think that is necessary, because this People show is... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the show is so yeah. heady and it's juggling not just a lot of themes and concepts and abstract uh, and you know sci-fi shit, but it's telling a new story while also recapping another story while trying to catch people up who don't know what happened in the comic book. And Nathan, friend of the pod, 
try to watch this episode oh with us. Oh my god! And I loved he, looking at his face yeah, during it was the just episode. Full nonsense. Graciously bowed out uh, after watching it, having no idea what the hell was going on. And also, I watch this show with my girlfriend every week, and she has no connection to the book. And it's so interesting to see her take on it because she's so invested in Angela and her journey. Oh, really? But everything else that is tied directly to the, the book. Watchmen, she doesn't. To, yeah, like Lori, who was a character oh, in the comic. I got shit to ponder she, about that. She doesn't really care too much about that because she knows, she understands that there is a bigger thread behind that because of the book and knows that because she doesn't, she didn't read the book, she's like, uh, whatever. Like, I don't care. I'm more interested in this other thing because they're really paving new ground with I don't want to say that, like, that's, like, a bad take, but that's, like, that just makes me kind of sad. <laughs> well, I, see, that was one thing that I, see, this was not one of my favorite episodes of the series. Like, I honestly think that this was one of the, m- not my favorite episodes. Like, Let's I think that fight, it was a dude. little bit weaker. Um, which I did, I just pulled up on Wikipedia. This is also the only episode that's not written by Damon Lindelof. Part he's not credited at all. He's not credited as a writer on this episode. And I think, like, it was just too much explaining. Like, I feel like I know more about the world, and I was okay with not knowing certain yeah, things. Yeah, but there, that does, that's And it was not... like, especially towards the back half of the episode, it's like picks up like really quick like dr manhattan that's your fucking husband fucking this spoilers person, man here we go i mean we're in the watchman section people have already bowed <laughs> oh yeah out if you're here. if like, you're not watching why are you listening? you're just gonna jump to the end of the well, episode we've, we've also been putting, frankly, we've been putting uh, spoiler bumpers before every time that we talk watchman yeah, they should know by now nobody's listening <laughs> <laughs> this is i'm, uh, I'm listening we, on my we walk. bought a the mic after like, dark oh, fuck damn it <laughs> are you bet your ass i'm gonna who go husband on like we a talk- wait who husband we talking we don't even know who husband we talking about yeah um that i like i get what you're saying um but i don't think that's a symptom of like this episode i think it's a symptom of the bigger picture in terms of like the reason that this episode is like that is for the next two yes and i get that and i think that next week is gonna because damon lindelof always his penultimate episodes are always insane yeah so i'm expecting a big one for this but i think that the my favorite part of this episode was once again Jeremy Irons because guess what? Guess it's, what's not over? Yeah, guess what's uh, fucking that nuts. shit. And I am all in on that yeah. world. So when, whenever so Jeremy I have, Irons, fucking I have the uh, the oh. comic book right in front of me right now. Oh yeah, and there is a panel very early on that shows um, uh, Ozymandias like close up. Obviously, like the the book is framed around the the death of the comedian, and it, it's a murder it, mystery. It it um. It goes from a lot of times it goes early on. It goes from the um, funeral, the, everyone who's gathered around the casket, flashing back, remembering their experiences with the comedian. And there's a panel that shows uh, Adrian Veidt at the funeral and it shows him. I'm, I'm pulling up the panel right now. It shows a close up of the drawing of Adrian Veidt. And we've seen close-ups of jeremy irons that are framed exactly identical like this all over this episode yeah like, and especially when he is first revealed to be ozymandias and i think episode three ish uh four ish four. uh it's it looks like this it looks exactly <laughs> like this when he puts on the suit um so it's again hammering down my point about the iconography but oh also 
Captain Metropolis with his fucking displays and charts. This and whole shit. goddamn Him with scene his was just <laughs> sad more than anything. Yeah. But now cool. that we're diving into this episode, actually, before we dive in, I had one more question about the Tim Blake Nelson episode. Oh, yeah. Let's hear it. What is your take on seeing the squid finally after I... all this time? I loved the fuck out of that yeah. opener. Yeah. I'm like sitting there and it's like 1985 and I'm sitting there. I watch it Here with my go. I watch it with my dad and I'm just like I look over at him and I'm like like my eyes are like flashing between <laughs> him and the screen and I'm like you know what time it is, right? And he's like 1985 and I'm like 1985 fucking Hoboken like shit's about to be bad. Yeah. This is not going to be good Wait, for did, anybody. Did he not get the squid squid per crow? <laughs> I don't think he laughed at that. What do you, I mean, what's, I, I, what's I wrong with him? Did you I, slap him in the mouth? I, I have a, a more important question. How do you feel about the fact that Schindler's List is about the squid? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I've kind of decided that that is like the worst thing that's been in this whole show. Is I, that I single note? That. that notion made me want to kill myself. I, think I don't that's know why. So funny. I don't I mean, know why. Yeah, I, it is funny. It it's just made funny. Me die. It's, there's definitely Very an argument bad. that like a squid being dropped on Madison Square Garden is more like recently in the brains of people in America than the Holocaust. I think the Holocaust was like what squ- four, 40 years before yeah, the, the events squid of that. made everyone exactly. forget like I mean just think like if that a giant squid stopped in our if a giant squid was dropped in our world we'd probably have like a new rise of Nazis happening in 2018 oh. <laughs> and like we'd probably have like a president in the White House who's like not even like a real politician like that'd be crazy right <laughs> What I kind think, of a world would that be I think the bigger issue is uh it wouldn't be uh Spielberg it wouldn't be a Schindler's list it would be a Mark Wahlberg movie where he's a first responder oh, well man. that would be that would <laughs> also yeah that would a be a different take. movie you, well, you can have both i want to see that more than <laughs> you'll see a mark damon, Wahlberg cameo damon let's that would have been a way funnier thing is if they're like haven't you seen the mark Wahlberg movie where <laughs> wait he saves like two people from the squid and everyone else well dies? Okay. i mean you don't want to <laughs> anger boston bomber people boston hey. bostonians you don't want to anger I have, uh, have uh, you were fight. Oh, you got to get the fuck I have a little here. tidbit here. So uh, the guy who wrote The Irishman is named Stephen Zylian. Zy- also wrote. That's a fake Also name wrote name. Schindler's List. Really? Yeah, he did. So does huh. Steve Zylian, Zylian exist in the Watchmen universe? No. And he, did he write Pale Horse? He, he, uh, <laughs> he, did, he didn't make it out of his dad's nutsack. It was a different sperm. D- yeah. <laughs> This is true. Is the Irishman now like about like Pollocks or something? Oh, I hope so. Just because of some strange the Irishman, butterfly effect. The, the, the Irish, the true Irishman, died in the squid attack. Mm. Right? Wait, no, that's Philadelphia. Wait, mm. did the squid kill Jimmy Hoffa? You know, that's a hot take right there. <laughs> Maybe it, it may have unearthed his dead body oh, from the, Giant from Stadium. Yeah. Giants. Yeah. We're not I would say that spoilers for the Irishman, but that's not a spoiler for the Irishman. So you guys are fine. No, no, you remember the last scene where they bear him under, <laughs> under a they, squid. They like go to like MetLife Stadium while it's under construction. They're like, Oh, we gotta bury him here. Yeah. I don't know what that accent was. Everyone was yeah, everyone not, in, everyone in the Irishman is Irish, right? <laughs> Adrian, not just one guy. Adrian Vite was just trying to bury Jimmy Hoffa with the Jimmy. That's it. That was the whole goal. Yeah. He was tr- well he, originally he was trying to teleport him to Jupiter. Jupiter, but then he couldn't teleport the body. Yeah, bury him. I would. The, would the Watchmen show be better if Doctor Manhattan was Al Pacino? Absolutely. <laughs> Woof. Yes. Um, it would. If Regina Wait, King question. were married to Al Pacino, this question whole time. would the show be better if 
Regina King was switched out, and Re- Regina King's character, Angela, was played by Al Pacino. Yes. Angela, Algela. I don't want to be problematic, but Al Pacino <laughs> could play every... I want him Actually, to be Lady he could, play, he could play a black woman. I, I, I I'll would go put, that far. If we're being serious, I would put Pacino as... Um, I would hate to get rid of him, but as Looking Glass. That'd be a, I I, no, that's, that's actually a no, good realistic. I think yeah. he'd be a good fight. I don't think that just ooh, like a, no, yeah, because yeah, he's actually, fight yeah. is nuts in this in this show. But like, <sighs> Jeremy Irons is better at being stoic than Al Pacino is, though. It doesn't line up with the yeah. character set up in the comic book because the the way that character is written, it doesn't line up with the way Pacino usually acks. Would De Niro but I would be a love good to fight? See it. <laughs> I getting a little bit back on track. De Niro would be a good president, Robert Redford. <laughs> Did <laughs> we got to see him? I want to see him. I have the actual actual, actual, actual Robert Redford. Robert Redford. Yeah. That'd be pretty. Wait, sweet. question. Did in this universe? Did President Robert Redford make the old man the gun last year? <laughs> Was oh, he in year? Avengers Endgame? And <laughs> Did he make it? Captain America Winter Soldier. Sundance I, Film Festival is like a propaganda, <laughs> like a government propaganda festival. When did when did Sundance start? Um, long ago. Yeah. In a galaxy far, far away. I think away. the seventies. It's just 80s. so. so that, Sundance this, okay, is canon. so this is kind of why I hate the the Schindler's List thing because to mention that it gets your mind going and you start thinking about all these absurd what ifs about this universe. You, oh, but that's what I love. I is will the absurd what. I want to see a that, separate show that's just about all this stupid shit. That, that you know? might be the best part of the Zack Snyder film is the opening credits with just like, hey, you remember all this bad shit in American history? Yeah. Well, like, what if it was worse? <laughs> <laughs> Here's. Watchmen uh, shaking Nixon. It's like, oh, look at this sweet lesbian scene. Oh, they're killed. They're murdered by people who just hate lesbians. (laughs) But hey, (laughs) Bob Dylan's playing, so it's fun. (laughs) It would okay with the Squid Universe. Is Sex in the City? uh, It's probably really, really nice. Is it fear based? Is it like? (laughs) Oh, I hope so. (laughs) In in the Squid Universe, (laughs) does Bill Cosby? uh-huh assault sexually assault is <laughs> where is this says. coming from dude i mean this is also i mean the the cosby house is shot in new york when did well, the, just co- the outside when of the, the cosby did, show did they make men Friends? in black in the watchman universe and no. was it a documentary Ooh. we'll see that's oh fucked. okay i meant will smith <laughs> yeah, the... is actually a documentarian does Louis C.K. not become a sex offender if there are not so many women so close to him in New York? If he lives in L.A., maybe the, like there's a car ride that separates it. Oh, maybe no. he doesn't do it. There's the traffic. You can't. He masturbates in his car instead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no one sees that shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right, let's let's talk about the episode because okay. we're gonna run out the clock. Are we here. not? Are we not talking about the episode? Think, I mean, we're doing. I, Marvel is making a what if show. I think we should have a Watchmen what if. A, a Wabam original. I I would like to read a book about this. You know, well, it's <laughs> kind of like what the the Spider Man movie that came out this year brings up with the the blip as they call it. Yeah, you know, and the people Everything like that flashing back. In I the, got problems with that. Whole in thing, in but the I'm not gonna go mm, in it. the in the exact same spot where they came back. It's mm-hmm. like, damn. Mm-hmm. What could happen? Yeah, there's yeah, so many you're questions. Fucking what? Your wife. You, yeah. You're fucking like, your you wife. You back, disappear, and then you and she's come fucking back somebody and, else. Yeah. You're just like in some other dude's. You ass. come yeah, back you're like, like what? <laughs> like 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 midnight. No. And midnight. then they kind of look back and they're surprised, and then they're like, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then you know, now you're Polly. All the Marvel that's, that's a story. All the Marvel like Bros like uh, defense is that uh, Hulk brought them back safely. When he snapped his fingers, it was mm. it was safely. I could have mm-hmm. enjoyed more exposition on Professor anyway. Hulk, but not important. And somebody to appear where like a wall was not there, and then it appeared there, and they just like combusted. They're, they're just dead now. <laughs> they just... Let's let's talk about this episode because I do agree it's not the best episode of the season Boo. at all. I, I would put but, it in my top half to be honest with you. No, but I I love the fact that we are setting up Doctor Manhattan finally because I was wondering like. Is he actually going to be a part it, of the show? Is he just going to ride in on a chariot and make everything better? And be a no. gay sex machina? And well, he. I mean, I love like in the comics they make a joke about that where he's like, "I guess I'm a deus ex, a deus ex machina," and yeah. it's like, "Well, yeah, technically, right. I guess it's like it's just like super meta." Well, it's Superman. I mean, you know? he's God. Exactly. He's just God. That's yeah. all he is. And in now, so. I really, I think I've done this before, but I really want to recommend the official Watchmen podcast that Damon is doing. Uh, it's only three episodes, so they record it every three episodes. So they've also, only done two. My my idea of that podcast because it's Damon is it's like them masturbating. He, he doesn't he doesn't even mention that he made it, and he just gives like really positive reviews. Yeah. He's like, I really love what they did. With <laughs> anyway, I have a really funny note that I wrote for the review of like ep two of Watchmen when I was still kind of like Iffy not on it. not a hundred percent sure. One thing I wrote was I was talking about the cast. Yaya Abdul-Mateen, I said, capable of more than fucking, probably. Uh, and as it turns out, because you don't cast a guy with that piercing of a look. Like, you don't cast him to just fuck somebody. Uh, and, and But fuck them, like, vigorously. Oh, in my dreams, maybe. <laughs> they're, they're, like, really going at yeah, it. Yeah, he's good at closet. fucking. <laughs> he's, they're, they're both pretty good at fucking, it seems. Yeah. Um, but I was just, I, the whole time I was like, is he really just, like... The, the house husband who's just good in general and there's nothing wrong with him. And then this episode, they bring up amnesia. And I was yeah. like, something's up also, here. Also, you, you know what it what's happening as soon as Lady True says that he, he's, he's in Oklahoma. Yeah, it's like, I, I wonder if it's that fucking jacked guy <laughs> who is very honest, mysterious. Like, I was like, maybe she just doesn't give a shit. But like, like I said, I thought Cal was... Uh, Dr. Manhattan from from pretty pretty early really but I didn't think that she knew yeah that, that was that was a good twist for the me the fact that she knew the hammer oh yeah she's fucking that was savage insane. that was savage just rips it out of his skull I really like I did not I thought that I was kind of just like maybe like Lady True is Dr. Manhattan or is like at least very That was a thought I had when she was talking. Her, but, but speaking of Lady True, I also was pretty pretty certain that uh her daughter wasn't actually her daughter. Well, I thought that her daughter was her. I thought she was a clone. At, I thought she was a clone of her. At first, I thought she was putting uh Will Reeves' memories into a clone of somebody. Of, I, I thought it was a clone um. of herself, and I thought that was why Will Reeves was able to walk. And then, like, as I, like, kind of thought about it, I was like, oh, well, Will Reeves wouldn't have been, like, marching through Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I yeah. do want to, I mean, I we're just going to have to kind of speculate here, but about what is the elephant? I mean, I yeah, guess. Yeah, what the an, fuck was an that? An elephant in the room? The whole thing of, like, an elephant <laughs> in the room. That's exactly an, what an, it was. An elephant never forgets. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, so when you said that, everything. I was like, honestly, 
sometimes it's like Occam's razor, like the yeah. phrase about elephants. I mean, a lot about like a lot about this show has been very on the nose maybe, and heavy handed. Maybe they just pumped that elephant full of Will Reeves memories. And it yeah. was like, this elephant is Will Reeves, but he's an elephant. But it's it's like a backup. It's like an external hard yeah. drive. Yeah, they use elephants That's as a good analogy. computers, even even though the technology is so goddamn advanced. <laughs> They live in a, I, the, the most advanced building ever I, made. I love like the the bizarre like the bizarreness of the technology because it's like half of the shit that's like invented now hasn't been invented because yeah, there's like, no cell phones. Yeah, no so like, smartphones. Doctor Manhattan invented electric cars, and that was really cool. And he invented a bunch of other stuff. And then it was like Doctor Manhattan causes cancer, and so that's why like the de- the the development of technology is like half super futuristic and half like. We still use beepers and pagers and meh, meh, meh. Yeah, because it was all linked to like, the, to, to the, the, the batteries and well, shit. Well, it's like yeah. those old, uh, it's like retrofuturism is the word for it. It's like those old articles that are like, here's what the world would be like in 2000. And it's like, most of it is so wildly wrong, you know, I but like the vision. Yeah, the imagery of it reminds me a lot of this well, show. I mean, you know? think about Blade Runner, where certain things you're like are super neo-futuristic, but then there's a scene of Harrison Ford talking at like his like 16-bit computer to like enhance the image yeah microfiche 43 by they couldn't 82 fathom a world that <laughs> we're not using microfiche <laughs> yeah back, which back is that like a library now somewhere <laughs> back to the the link to the podcast the reason why they're doing it every three episodes out of nine i think lines up nicely with arc structure it's Art, act one, act two, three, three, act three. three. So, and mm. and the first one was masks and introducing the idea of why this world is the way it is with people wearing masks and, and, and just kind of setting the table for this alternate reality. Then two was nostalgia and the idea of nostalgia being dangerous. And as soon as I saw the concept of nostalgia being a pill, I was like, member berries, like South Park, straight <laughs> up. Member Chewbacca? Yeah. <laughs> member your worst day ever. <laughs> member remember the justice. car bomb? Remember the suicide bomb? Oh, my God. The scene where her fucking parents blew up. Wow. Um, I was, like, Great. sitting there, and I'm Great. like... Okay, was uh, Sister Night an actual film, or is that just something that that like I don't I don't think so. I like, don't know, but there's a lot of real world yeah. links here with all of the the Tulsa massacre and uh, even certain things with Hooded Justice. I mean, like I think the Lone Ranger was based on a real person in some extent, and there is so there's the. The Black Marshal in the first episode was a real person. Did you know that? That film is not real, but the film's I do not real. But that that char- that that person was a real ex- person. Yeah, he was ex- a Black Marshal in in Oklahoma. Exactly. So I th- I think that's kind of like the Lone Ranger esque. That's uh, part of what I really love about Watchmen is just like it's like it takes like like real history and then it just kind of like adds its own little twist to it. Right. Yeah. It's, it's not like like spinning off like. Well, like, so this thing happened in the 1880s, and so, like, nothing up until, the, like, the present is, like, the same. It's like, no, no, all that stuff happened. It just happened differently because of this thing in the past. Mm-hmm. It's like a true butterfly effect. Yeah. yeah. And now Act 3, going into the, the final stretch of the season, is going all in on Dr. Manhattan. And I I'm so stoked that because, that w- again, like I said earlier, that was the big question here is how is this going to 
factor into the story that already has so many moving pieces between the seventh cavalry and this clock millennium clock thing and these new characters and hooded justice so much is happening and i think they are heading to an end game that feels like it's all going to click together and still harken back to the original book which is something i think i said last week which is so impressive that the show is telling a new story while still going back to the roots of the comic book i think my only real gripe about with that comment is uh i really wish that they waited until the last episode to like reveal like yes i'm definitely the bad guy and here's the bad thing i don't i really really with senator keen right i really really hope that they don't like like, I hope it doesn't become a black and white thing. You know, well, like, that like was part what, part of what was really great about the Watchmen comics was it was like when uh, when Veidt was like telling uh, Ozymandias and and the Night Owl, who I really fucking hope shows Rorschach, up. You mean you said Ozymandias? Hey, Ozymandias, yeah, he is yeah, Ozymandias. yeah, 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 yeah. Ozymandias is talking to Rorschach and the Night Owl and telling him his plans, and it's and they're like, "We're gonna stop you," and he's like, "Uh." Yeah, that's cool. I already fucking did it. So, <laughs> like, I, you know, that, that was something that was really, really great about the Watchmen comics. And, like, you know, I really hope that the bad guys win. Like, I, that's a terrible thought. But who thought. are the bad guys? The cavalry? And, and that's what I've been really enjoying is it's like, are, are the cavalry, like, I mean, like, with this episode, it's becoming more clear to me that I think the, I mean. They want to do another Dr. Manhattan is part, what it seems like. Part of what's really eating at me is that the cavalry is using, uh, like, true, like, equipment. Yeah, they have the technology. And, like, that's really fucking with me. But she makes the point to say that she's trying to stop them. And that's why I think that she's just fucking playing everybody. Right. And and it's like. Jean? Huh? Jean Smart? Yeah. Oh, that's, Lady that's not, True. Not her character name. Lady I, True is playing oh. everyone. I think it'd be sweet as fuck yeah, if yeah. They like, they're just like, ah, we'll just send you to like a different place, and they just like send her to where Ozymandias is, and it's like, sup? I feel like Jupiter, probably? It's a moon of Jupiter. You know, yeah. if, if anything, you would think that Lady True would want to be a Dr. Manhattan, because she is, yeah. she already is, you know, she clearly is transcendent humanity or at least have control of the second yeah be able to i mean because her it keeps showing things about her about how she's like this ultimate wonderkin that That, graduated mit excuse me who graduated mit whenever she was 18 and then bought it four years later and all these kind of things it's like she obviously is like a little bit power obsessed i will say and i don't even know if this is necessarily a concern because i'm still along the ride for the show but I am a little bit worried since they brought in Manhattan at this point. I'm wondering if, with two episodes left, if there's going to be enough time to tie up enough of the loose ends. I don't want everything to be tied up in a nice, neat bow. But Lindelof has said he doesn't know when he's going to get around to making a second season. It's not like this is coming back like yeah, I'm super fall cool of that. 2020. That's A-OK. I don't think so, we, I don't think that there ends up being uh, Senator Joe Manhattan because... Well, I don't, I don't think that's going to be the case, but I just yeah. want to know, like... I want to know where the show ends because right now, like, we just keep opening up boxes right now and we're running out of no, time to actually No, this is the last box. Manhattan is the last box. There's nothing left to open. Yeah. Like so, the, but with next two step- episodes, I don't know how they're gonna. I'm. I'm just curious how they're going to find a satisfying way to tie all the loose ends, or at least it's enough of them. Doctor Manhattan's not gonna interfere. That's my. Well, call. I want he's, them to. He's t- gonna. He's gonna know what's gonna fucking happen, and he's gonna be like, 
The thing is, I just I just want to see enough of a satisfying conclusion without it being exposition dumps. It's not going to be satisfying, and it is going to be an exposition dump. But you it's say going- it's not going to be satisfying, and I'm totally cool. I would be satisfied well, I, by a sad ending. I'm going off of the leftovers. I would like it to be sad. The, okay. The, the the way the leftovers ends is it's not satisfying, and everything is explained, but also nothing is. So you learn what happens, but you also learn nothing. And you're satisfied, but you're also not. So if Damon carries that over to the ending of Watchmen, then we'll get something that is very exposition heavy, that's done in a way that feels right and clean and true to the story, but also doesn't tie everything in a neat bow. Well, so we're going to get a that, sad cum is what I'm hearing. That's how, that's how the yeah. series... Yeah, you, I yeah. guess so. But there's, it's going to be blue. That's how the series... That sounds pretty satisfying to me. Honestly, <laughs> I'd be impressed if that happened. That's how the series of Leftovers ends. But this I mean, is HBO. We're paying for full frontal nudity. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I guess uh, that money you is know, going. When, when they introduced when they were doing the play and they brought in his like, sermon, yeah. I was so glad that it was Dong first. Yeah. Like, that, that, that meant the world to me. Also, the, the dildo. Oh, the yeah. The big glowing yeah. dildo. You, you know what's really great, though, is like in the comics, there's like, like three frames with Dr. Manhattan's dick. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just Zack Snyder was just like, what Let's if we had all We gotta have a <laughs> lot of dick. Hell yeah, a lot brother. of blue dick. And I think that's really where my desire for blue dick comes from, is <laughs> Zack Snyder. And it's it's glowing. You um, yeah. You know, another leftovers carryover is uh, Lindelof definitely likes uh, teen girls with Coke bottle glasses and a secret. Evie? This means some leftovers? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And now okay. Lady True's mother? Yeah. Also, he likes middle America. Mm, the heart having the key to existence and all things. Who doesn't like Middle America? <laughs> I just, I, I just think that there's going to be so much meat left on the bone here for him that I, I want. I don't even know what I want. I'm just along for the ride. I'm don't, just here. Well, don't want. Just I don't want. So I'm just here. Listen, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, do we know the purpose of the Millennium Clock yet? Nope. nope. So that no, is, but it bears it, a striking, striking resemblance to the eye of the Cyclops. Okay. So that's, that is the that is the so. biggest. Aside from like what's going to happen, that's the biggest question we have that we already know well, the, about it, but we don't know. Well, what it's it about is. to be revealed because they time. said the unveiling of yeah. the clock <laughs> happens in four yeah, hours very from soon. the episode, so it's going to be next. So week that is, going to yeah, that is that factors in hugely. Like that is a massive question. You this think, is an you insane think, like, thing. Next week, next week is clearly going to be like explaining where the fuck Doctor Manhattan fix it, fits in, but like I think like whatever the Millennium Clock is going to do. I think that happens at the end of the episode. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think sure. next week we'll have a, Heavy lot of, a lot of action, a lot of Manhattan stuff, and then the final episode is going to be tying up loose ends. That's usually how Lindelof likes to write his stuff, is the penultimate is the one where shit goes down, and then the last one is like, where do we go from here? It is interesting, though, definitely that, like, I, mean, I guess, like, the good guys, like, it's just like... Hey, we have a surprise Dr. Manhattan up our sleeves. Like that's a that's a hell of a take. And he is not as glowy. He look he has a more matte finish. Yeah. He's I, not glossy. I'm I, you know, I'm stoked as shit for I, I I don't do we know who's playing Dr. Manhattan? It's gotta be him. I think it's yeah, it's yeah yeah. I would that guy. think so. Okay. 
Well, I am he's, also. He has the bod. I real. I really I'm, appreciated the the uh, the uh, like. Is it a cold open? And and I mean, it's not. There's not like a title sequence. Yeah, the Vietnam stuff. But like when they were talking about like John Osterman, and I'm sitting oh, there. Oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like sitting there. I was like John Osterman. Oh yeah, John Osterman. Because yeah. it's like you don't refer to him as John Osterman like. You refer to him as Doctor Manhattan, and it's just like you have to remember that Doctor Manhattan is John Osterman. Yeah, whenever yeah, she calls John him John, Osterman. he's like, "My name's not he John." Died. Yeah, no. So, but that also leads to another thing. I mean, think about in Episode Three, whenever we first get introdu- introduced to uh, Jean Smart, and uh, she is talking to Doctor Manhattan, and then he responds to her. But if Doctor Manhattan has been laying dormant this whole time, then like he doesn't respond to her. Yeah, he I don't drop know. something from true, true, true Yeah, that was that. not him. True drop. I there. mean, that's she just I, thought it was him. I yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess that's what you're left. To, I mean, I, obviously, the video of Doctor Manhattan walking got, on Mars is not real, but well, it's like part of part of the end of Watchmen is it was like he's like I'm not going to Mars. He, what he says is like you know like life's weird. Like I'm just gonna go to a fucking different galaxy and try to make my own. So it's like. The entire idea that it was like John's on Mars, I'm like John's not on fucking Mars. No way. Like no, but I got I got like one mystery that like I'm still like I need a resolution to, and that's a uh, Lube Man. Oh yeah, we got to know. Yeah, where is Lube Man at? <laughs> that man was incredible. That's like, the best performance of the year. <laughs> so so, so I'm sliding into I, a I'm, sewer. I'm what wa- the fuck? Yeah, I'm watching that scene and I see him just staring at uh, Regina King and like. What I did, I'm watching it alone at this point. My parents are in California, so I'm watching it alone in the dark. And this guy fucking standing across the street just staring at her with swimming goggles and, like, a silver, like, morph suit. And I I sit there and I say to myself, what the fuck? And then Regina King goes, what the fuck? (laughs) And I'm like, that's an acceptable response. Perfection. Here's the funniest possible outcome for that guy is that's Lady True's dad clone. (laughs) <laughs> that'd be bizarre no i, th- I, mean, I hope that that is lady true it's lady not, true that's just not lubed the answer, herself but that would be really funny I, like she was like yeah i just had him kind of run around he's got he's got the build of pd yeah but he's got like like PD, i could see him being but PD. like but if it was pd like pd would be telling lori everything that also he knows. what like a wiener of a costume for pd to have is I, that i am lube man it's perfect <laughs> i think it's it just another so I, I think he was shorter than pd he was uh he's just just as skinny he, yeah he had the incel bod <laughs> um i'd fuck pd fuck uh, you <laughs> all right we gotta wrap it up boys thanks for listening to we bought a mic or watchman deep dive thanks dane for coming on hell i hope yeah, we have dude. you on again soon i'll call in or some shit yeah I'm up hell in Georgia. yeah hell yeah it'll be great um please check out our irishman review and stay tuned for marriage story hell star wars yes cats and our fantastic listomania extravaganza. Are we, are we watching cats? No. Uh, yeah, we yeah, are. You're dropping shrooms and watching cats. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You got to do that, or you need to know. We that's, that's, that's the equivalent the of eating a whole bottle of nostalgia. Like you don't come back <laughs> normal. <laughs> Rate and review us. Follow us on social media. Email us at webottomike@gmail.com. Please, please stay luby. And get that blue dick. We love you. Bye bye.